0: I've been in interviews where it didn't record.
1: Oh my gosh, well, I can confirm we are recording, so we're in business. Today, I'm joined by Guy Kawasaki, chief evangelist of Canva, one of Australia's unicorn startups and an online digital design platform used by hundreds of student clubs across the country. Guy has done it all. Before he was working with Aussie startups, AKA the best startups in the world, he was the chief (laughs) evangelist of Apple, CEO of multiple companies himself and co-founded others. He's a brand ambassador for Mercedes-Benz. He's given TEDx talks, shared the TEDx stage with Dr. Jane Goodall and shared the South by Southwest stage with Mark Cuban amongst others. Today, Guy joins me on the campus experience to discuss his latest book, Wise Guy, which has just been released today. He's no stranger to writing with more than 10 previous books under his belt. And I'm honored by the opportunity to ask him a few questions about his latest. Guy, firstly, thanks for writing back to me on LinkedIn. And secondly, thanks for being here today to chat with me about Wise Guy.
0: My pleasure. I wish we could do this face to face in Melbourne.
1: I would love that too. That would be amazing. <laughs> and I'm going to book you in when you come down next time. <laughs> Not when it's 105 degrees, though. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is wild. I must admit, uh, I was very lucky to be out of the heat. Your wonderful EA Lillian kindly sent me an advanced copy of Wise Guy, which I read in complete air conditioning. so made the reading experience even better before we jump into what the book's about i have to ask having released so many books before how do you feel about this book hitting the shelves for
0: an author releasing a book is close to giving birth (laughs) it's as close as a man can come to giving birth so That has some consequences. Uh, For example, you can't ask an author, which is the favorite book you wrote. That's like asking a father or a mother, which one is your favorite child? We love them all.
1: What's one thing that you think is particularly special about this book?
0: Ah, I love the cover.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who hasn't seen the cover yet, I'll put it in the show notes. It's a gorgeous smiling face of the man himself.
0: So the photographer came to my house and took over my garage and, you know, we spent half a day and, you know, that's not exactly the shot that I thought would come out and they would pick because I'm looking off to the side and it, it's just totally unexpected shot. So, But it truly does capture my, shall I say, um, spirited outlook and irreverence. <laughs> if you will. I love so, that. Yeah, I love the cover. And then the back cover is a picture of me surfing. So uh, I love, you can judge this book by its cover.
1: <laughs> Speaking of fun and surfing, one of the things that jumped out to me when I read the book, whether it was you learning to play ice hockey at 44, paddleboarding at 61, taking up surfing in your 60s, it seems like you're always looking for a great time and you managed to combine that with great friends and family.
0: Well, I mean, you know, listen, I, I don't live in Disneyland, okay. <laughs> there are challenges and issues, but uh, I, I, I've noticed that you know, many people, many parents, want their kids to follow in their shoes, right? I mean, yep. at an extreme, they name their kid, you know, Junior, right? Yeah. And wow. so, uh, so if you're a professional football player, you want your son to be a football player and if you're an opera singer you want your daughter to be an opera singer and all that and uh, i've turned the tables on that so my kids went to a professional hockey game and they loved it so much they said they wanted to try so i said okay i'll try too my wife said you know i don't want you just being on the sideline with your blackberry like every other father in silicon valley i want you involved in their lives so you take up hockey too And because I always listened to my wife, I took up hockey and fell in love with it. And then my daughter took up surfing and I thought, you know, how cool is that if I could surf with my daughter? And so I took up surfing. And so that my theory is rather than trying to enforce, you know, your expertise, your passion, your whatever on your kids, you should do it in reverse. So if your kid falls in love with Surfing, you take up surfing. Hockey, you take up hawking. Now, there is an exception to this. One of my sons has fallen in love with wingsuiting, and that is a passion that I will not try. <laughs> that I don't want to do.
1: <laughs> what a great opportunity to bond and like build a stronger relationship with kids by sort of flipping the common logic.
0: Except that my daughter got so good at surfing that she doesn't like to surf with me, and you know we go to different breaks now, but we're still in the same ocean
1: speaking of um her getting even better than you at surfing another theme that came out of the book that i'd love to touch on is this concept of humility my absolute number one favorite quote from the book is when you're talking about richard branson shining your shoes to get you to fly with virgin and you say if a billionaire knight who owns an island and kite surfs with barack obama can get down on his knees and shine (laughs) your shoes for your business you can too i just loved that (laughs)
0: Well, uh, you know, I'll give you another data point, though. I don't think Steve Jobs ever got down on his knees for anybody. So FYI, file that away, too.
1: I was um, was speaking to my wonderful partner this morning, who is Canadian. And in the book, you highlight Canadians are the best. So that was her favorite quote. (laughs) Um, And I was like, Steph, I'm speaking to Guy this morning. You know, I'm pumped about it. I was like, what do you, if you would ask him anything, what would you ask him? And she's like, just don't ask him about Steve Jobs. So it's funny that you brought it up and I'm going to gloss <laughs> straight over it.
0: I can honestly say that I, I used to say I've never met a Canadian I didn't like, but I did meet one.
1: Oh no, but, are you going to name drop? Uh,
0: no, not at all. But, <laughs> you know, generally speaking, <laughs> with the exception of one. Uh, I've never met a Canadian I didn't like.
1: <laughs> you mentioned earlier that not everything is Disneyland, you know, that things go wrong. And one of the big things that come, has come out of this podcast is young leaders looking at global leaders and saying, you know, easy for them. They've had all this success. But the stories you tell in the book do not paint the road to Disneyland. What are some <laughs> of the the harder things that you've been through or challenges you've been through in your, in your life that you speak about in the book?
0: First of all, I don't want to over-dramatize or oversell my struggle and accomplishment. You know, when, when you read a book about someone who's been abused or overcome addiction or you know, landed on Ellis Island uh, with nothing but one bag or came across the border in Calexico and you know snuck across the border and you know whatever, made a life in America, I don't have that kind of past. I, I, I don't have that drama so i don't want to position myself as some kind of hero who overcame tremendous odds and you know that kind of stuff so uh yeah, honestly uh, my parents forced me to get a great education uh, i studied hard i worked hard the secret to my success is my ability to work hard in fact my love of working hard and uh You know that's it. Uh, This is you're not gonna make a movie of my life, okay? Just FYI. It's
1: funny. It's funny you say that. One of the I just because I've got the book next to me. I just flipped it open then just to a random page, and it popped up with a page. And under the wisdom box, it said, "Tell the truth." Yeah. And it's so interesting because students that we've worked with when they've heard these stories, they want to hear the highs and the lows, but they also don't they don't want to be misled. They don't want to have it dramatized or turned into a movie. So I think that. The fact that you're able to say, yeah, look, it wasn't like people have had harder lives, but I think unless you're number seven billion in the world, everybody, there's always someone who's had a harder life than you.
0: <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: um, cool. Now, I've only got you for a couple more minutes and I'm really appreciative of your time. What do you think, if you can put yourself in the mindset of a, a 19, 20, 21 year old student, they're at university, they're trying to find their way in the world Maybe they're looking for some inspiration, some skills, some wisdom. Uh, why should they go out and pick up a copy of Wise Guy?
0: I, I, I'm gonna tell it to you straight. So listen, for that person, number one, live off your parents as long as you can. <laughs> That's number one. Like extend your uni, you know, travel overseas, do all that if you can. All right. Uh, number two is I, I think that many students in their senior year or so. They're so worried about finding the perfect job because they think they're going to, you know, find this perfect job and it's going to make or break them and they're going to stay at it for a while, et cetera, et cetera. And I will tell you that the way the world works now, between the time you're, let's say, 22 and you retire at 62 or maybe 72, you know, because people are going to get healthier, I hope. Uh, you'll probably have 10 or 15 jobs and you probably will not be able to remember your first job. And so if you take a first job that's a horrible experience, you, you know, work for a real bastard and the company goes broke, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I would draw the line at you know anything criminal, but let's say you just you just you went to work for the wrong company, wrong person, whatever. Uh, so that's one side of it. The other extreme is you go to work for the next Google or the next Canva or the next Apple. And and now you've been at the company five years and you're worth $30 million. OK, so everybody's trying to do that. But I, I wouldn't make the case that if you do that, you probably are going to be miserable because, you, first of all, you're going to think that you caused all that success. Mm. And Really, you just got on a good wave and, you know, you happen to turn around and your bar- board caught the wave and you happen to stand up and you happen to ride it. Doesn't mean you're a great surfer. I mean, everybody can get your ride once in a while. So you may be an insufferable person because at 25, you're worth $50 million. And I, I think it'll be very hard to separate you know, what you caused and what was just blind, dumb luck. Now, the other side of this is the person who worked for the bastard, who the company that failed. I think you will learn a lot. You could learn more from failure than you will from success. And you'll learn what not to do in a company. So I'm not recommending that you intentionally go to work for a loser. But (laughs) I am saying, you know, relax. Uh, Take a job that's outside of, you know, this perfect vision of how you're your career will evolve because I mean if you look at mine so I graduated from college I went to law school the following year hated law school quit after 2 weeks you know that's a problem right there then I went to work for the lieutenant governor's office in Hawaii on a crime commission and then I went back and got an MBA while I was getting my MBA I started working for a jewelry company counting diamonds After I graduated from my MBA, I didn't go to McKinsey or Goldman Sachs. I went to the jewelry company and continued to count and then market and sell diamonds and gold and, you know, jewelry. And from that, I went to a tiny little software company and that was acquired and I didn't want to move to Atlanta. So that's when I entered Apple with no computer science background, with no computer science background, with no computer science background and with no computer industry background the only reason i got my job at apple was nepotism my college classmate hired me Mm -hmm. and so you know i went from that so now i'm at apple and then i became uh an author speaker i became a venture capitalist i went back to apple now i'm chief evangelist of a company out of australia you know you mentioned canva brand ambassador for mercedes it's not like I had a grand plan and I executed well. It was serendipitous. It was blind, dumb luck. And it was a lot of hard work. So the message is, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Pursue things that you know may not be exactly how you think you'll get from point A to point B. Take it easy.
1: Love it. The last quote I'll bring up before I let you go and ask where people should follow you. Uh, a quote in the book you say, if serendipity presents an opportunity. Don't be proud. Take it. I think your journey really highlights that philosophy.
0: One thing people are good at from Silicon Valley is we know how to declare victory.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is why you need to spend more time in Melbourne, my friend, because we've. Um, <laughs> there's a few things we've got to offer as well though, so you have to spend a fair bit of time.
0: You sure <laughs> do. Take care.
1: That was New York Times best-selling author Guy Kawasaki. If you liked what you've heard from today's episode, Guy's new book Wise Guy is available everywhere now. Tuesday, the 26th of February, 2019. You can go to Amazon and type in Wise Guy, or go to Guy's website, guykawasaki.com forward slash books to see this and his other books. One of my favorite takeaways from that episode was when Guy said, take a job outside of this perfect vision of how your career will evolve. You'll learn more from failure than success. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please let me know. Jump on LinkedIn and type in Josh Farr and tell me what you got out of this episode. And if you pick up a copy of the book, let me know and we can compare notes. For more episodes of the podcast, you can go to www.campusconsultancy.org forward slash podcast. The notes from this episode and all other episodes are all there on the website. I hope you're enjoying this podcast series and I'll speak to you again soon.